This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Welcome to Mercy Talks. If you don't recognize my voice, my name is Caleb. I'm one of the newer hosts here on the show. I've been on the podcast for a few weeks now, but here with me are some more familiar folks, Melanie Wise and Brooke Keels. How are you guys doing? Good, man. We're good. Hey, listen to that intro. Mm-hmm. You're going to intro all our shows oh, now, Caleb. Know. That was very, I felt like I was listening to a very, like a radio station. Yeah. Like, wow. I don't know. That if was impressive. this equals me never introing us, then I <laughs> vote for that. How, how, do I, how do I compare to when no. Rachel intros? Because she's really got that smooth yes. DJ voice. Smooth like jazz, Yeah, we'll, let, we'll go back yeah. and forth between the two of you, as long as Brooke and I are out of it. That's right. <laughs> I anyway. formally withdraw. Yeah, well done. I know. I was so proud of me doing it. Last time, honestly, I wanted to stop the podcast and be like, "Did you see what I did, did there?" Did you just? <laughs> <laughs> I did it. <laughs> oh, okay, listeners, we're just letting you in on a little bit of behind the scenes stuff. Right. Nobody ever wants to do the intro. No, we it's don't. True. It's just awkward it's and weird. Awkward. But anyway, Caleb, well done, especially well, for your first you. one. It was impressive. Thank you. Thank yep. you. Anyway, <laughs> well, if you haven't been with us for a while, or if you join us for the first time, it's so good to to have you here this month, as you might imagine we've been talking about Christmas because yesterday according to when this podcast comes out anyway it was Christmas um I'm not coming into the office the day after Christmas no so we're recording this ahead of time yeah shocker I mean I know that's probably really devastating to some of you maybe it's not at all but no we are not in the office right now recording no I think most of the people that listen to us would be like they better not be in the office that's right because we talk about boundaries all the time right. right and they're on board yeah on board with yeah boundaries. so it's not christmas yet while we're recording this but yeah, everyone right, just did right. celebrate it yesterday so merry right. christmas merry yeah. christmas yeah there's something that you guys look forward to at christmas every year do you have any traditions or anything fun like that mm, well brooke oh gosh i'm passing the baton i gotta think um well we have to go to monroe <clears throat> You get to go to Monroe. That's not how I feel about <laughs> okay. that at all. Um, but I do Fine. love my family, uh, so we do that. And Liam, of course. I mean, mm-hmm. the only child, mm-hmm. only grandchild has mm-hmm. a blast. Hopefully, only, speaking yeah. this in the future, we will have gotten a Christmas puppy. That's what, what? I'm hoping for. I know. I know, and you say, well, Brooke, you're the parent. You have something know, to I'm say like, about uh, that, right? Uh, Theoretically, but I'm also married to another adult oh. who also has a say. And Christmas puppies are expensive, so maybe Ooh, it'll be yeah. like a, le- a note, yeah. like a letter of like, you are going to get a puppy, and we should all pick it out together, and then that will get us a cheaper spring puppy. Oh. That. So stay tuned, Does everyone. Does you can't watch our happens. dog anymore? No, of course oh, okay. we can. Okay. We still want all the dogs. Yeah, <laughs> still want them. Yeah, but That's I don't funny. know. I mean, we, our traditions are basically that we eat nothing that resembles a vegetable. Great. Yeah. Um, Scott calls our f- uh, family Thanksgiving and Christmas yellow meal. Because mm. <laughs> oh, everything's like, even green bean casserole is like, yeah, you know, not really vegetables. Sure. Um, so, and then sometimes everybody gets angry with, or gets mad about we had too much turkey on Thanksgiving, so then we do a bunch of gumbo mm. and eat a bunch. Yeah, so you never know Ooh. what the meal will be. Gumbo. I'm going to Monroe for Christmas. Yeah, next year. do it. Yeah, that's good. It is I mean, good. we don't really have a lot of the like every single year we do the same thing. And this Christmas, 
is the first year that we've had a little one. Right. That's right, baby. So, so what are you going to implement this year? Well, um, <laughs> I haven't quite thought about that yet. Uh, no, honestly, this is the this is crazy because this is the first year that family is coming to us mm. because of said child. Yeah. And I'm yeah. thrilled about it. It's I really, really nice. am. I'm very excited cool. to not, because we were originally planning to travel 10 hours to the Dallas-Fort Worth area with our seven-month-old in the car and our golden doodle, because mm-hmm. no one wants to watch a dog at Christmas. I do. So, okay, we'll keep that in mind in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so I was like, I am not sad to, to not have to do a 10-hour road trip with a seven-month-old and a golden doodle in the car, right. um, as wonderful as they are. So it's really fun to actually host this year and have people yeah. coming to us. I'm actually really impressed because Liam's first Christmas, we lived two miles from my family and they really didn't want to come to our house for his first Christmas. So good. Your family loves you more. Well, and to be fair, two minutes is different than 10 hours. In, That's what I'm in, saying. I know it would have been easier, but like 10 hours for us was mean, oh, we got to pack up our entire house. Right. right. It's the same if it's get, two miles oh, away. Oh, that's true. My that's friend. a good point, actually. <laughs> it's not different. Good point. You're just in the car longer. Yeah. Same yeah. crap in yeah. the car. What about you, Caleb? Hmm. Well, I always crave waffles at Christmas time. I know it's sure. a weird statement. Sure. Oh, no. It makes sense to Brooke. She's mm-hmm. like, yeah, waffles. Yeah. Well, I, I always get crave waffles, waffles every day. Yeah. Yeah. So growing up, we had this tradition every year on uh, Christmas, like, Night, the night of Christmas, Christmas, not the night before Christmas, Christmas Day. Oh, of night, Christmas. The night of Christmas. Christmas. Day, night. Does that make Got any it. sense? Which yeah. for listeners was last night. Last night. Yep. Yep. Uh-huh. We, my, my family would go to Waffle House. Yeah. Because it's the only place that's open. That's right. That's awesome. And it was gross every year, but we still went. That's right. And it was sticky and, you yeah. know. Waffle House yeah. is not gross. I mean, it's a little there. gross. Have you looked around maybe in there? Maybe internal. Maybe the. Okay, yeah. It depends yeah. on the Waffle House and their management. That's true. It's good food. Yeah. Yeah. No, the food's fine. Yeah. Always. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's but a yeah, fun tradition. every year we do that because my mom didn't want to cook. Yeah. And so oh. now, even as an adult, I still like, maybe I should do waffles. Oh, That's really yeah. good. I love that. Yeah. It's kind of fun. I think I might adopt that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good one. Yeah. And yeah. you can't yeah. ever not find a Waffle House. That's true. It's pretty much everywhere. It's, it's always true. within a five mile radius of wherever you yep. are. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> if I, I mean, that's how I live my life. I won't travel anywhere that's not within five miles of a Waffle House. Okay, that's right. a little extreme. <laughs> <laughs> well, to bring it back to Jesus. Bring it back. Right. Uh, we do have one family tradition that my dad does require that we read the Christmas story mm-hmm. before we give gifts and everyone gets offended and so that's what we do <laughs> by the christmas story no no gets offended by the gift giving no no so the whole <laughs> idea is that we're gonna talk about well, why we're here and we right. take a minute so now liam reads the christmas story okay and does it and it is it's really cool and, and yeah. i'm very i'm really glad my dad does that because mm-hmm. it does keep it focused you know on that but then all the enneagram numbers get mixed together and <laughs> And I'll just let y'all figure just, that one yeah. out on your own. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh my gosh. Well, it's been fun uh, talking through the Christmas story and hopefully not offending people. Not, on the not with the Christmas story. With the Christmas right. story. That's what unifies the right. gifts. Oh, okay. Gotcha. The gifts. Well, hopefully, offend. we're unifying people <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, trying yeah. to do some sort of segue. No, here, no, I was trying know. to, and then it went a different direction. Right. So segue. I was trying to pick you it up. Segue from now. You. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Let's get going. Trying to segue from your segue. Yeah. 
So we've been talking through the Christmas story. And just to kind of recap, we've been looking at the, the father's heart for his children through the lens of Christmas. So we looked at three stories so far uh, that kind of show God's heart for friendship, his desire to be our guide and his willingness to protect us. And today we'll dive into one last story to finish out the series and talk about how the Lord keeps his promises. Yeah, so the particular story that we're going to discuss today, uh, I don't know that it's always associated with Christmas, um, but it comes a little bit after, but I think it's fitting now that yeah. I guess technically Christmas has come and gone. Yeah. Right. Boy, this like, I'm really future oriented, but this is hard, guys. It's a little tough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But y'all are with us. So, cause you're there, you're present, you're right. hearing this the day after Christmas. Mm-hmm. So right. I'm going to just pretend that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as we discuss, um, the Lord being a promise keeper, we're going to talk about Simon, Simeon. Nope. Not Simon. Golly. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> right. I'm promise keeper. We're going to talk about Simeon. Uh, a man who waited a long time to see the Lord keep his promise. And this story challenges me so much when it comes to waiting on the mm. Lord, mm-hmm. which I do not like to do. Mm. We all, well, the rest of us love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not just it's me. No, 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 oh, okay. Not, yeah. Okay. Just you. yeah. So, right. okay. This story, I'm going to try to recap it. Do it. Maybe read a little bit of it. We'll see how this goes. But um, it's from Luke. The story is from Luke 2. And, um, this is basically how it goes. So after Mary's um, days of purification had ended, we just won't even go there, but that's what happened. Um, okay. It was time for her to uh, to go to the temple with the sacrifice, and Mary and Joseph took the baby to Jerusalem mm-hmm. to be dedicated to the Lord. So these were things that were like all required by the law. And they come to the temple, and there's an old man there. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound respectful. Old man. Elderly. Well, he's, he's an he's elderly old. man. Okay. Um, they're gentleman. waiting by gentlemen. Thank you. Uh, by the name of Simeon. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says that he was a really good man, loved God, kept himself pure. And it says specifically that the spirit rested upon him. So Simeon had lived very expectant of the help that was coming for Israel. And in fact, the Holy Spirit had actually shown him that he would see the Messiah before he died. Wow. So, and I love this, the Holy Spirit actually had moved Simeon to be in the temple court at the very moment that Jesus' parents entered that day. And the scripture actually says, led by the Spirit, mm-hmm. he entered the temple. So right. it's like, you're going to do this. Promise getting fulfilled right now. Mm-hmm. Go to the temple. Mm-hmm. So, Simeon held Jesus in his arms and praised God. And he said, and I'm going to read this. I'm going to read this from the Passion Translation because I just love it. So this is what he um, says as he's holding Jesus, Jesus in his arms. He says, Lord and Master, I am your loving servant. And now I can die content for your promise to me has been fulfilled. With my own eyes, I have seen your word, the Savior you sent into the world. He will be glory for your people, Israel, and the revelation light for all people everywhere. And then the end of this verse 33 says that Mary and Joseph stood there awestruck over what was being said about their baby. Mm. So there you go. That's what happened. There's a story. Hey everyone, Rachel Thomas here. Just wanted to hop on real quickly as we reach the end of the year and encourage you that it's not too late to give a gift to Mercy. 
I don't know if you know this, but this podcast and even our residential program here is free of charge. And we want to continue to be able to offer these services and these resources free of charge. And so if you feel led to give, if the Lord has laid it on your heart, you can hop on to our website at mercymultiplied.com. And thank you so much for the way that you have already given and for the way that you continue to give and to pour into really hundreds of lives everywhere. And we look forward to seeing what God is going to do in the new year. I think like the first thing that like really jumps out at me when like when reading through this uh, is Simeon's nearness to God. I mean, he was so sure of what God spoke to him, mm-hmm. and it, it seems like that it, that was ev- like evident to the people around him too. I mean, the word says he was righteous and devout. He was a good man. He was mm-hmm. known for for those qualities, uh, and, and and it says you know the spirit rested on him. It, it was with him, and so. Um, you know, I think even before his life challenges us to to wait on the Lord, like Brooke mentioned earlier, like it challenges us to get to know the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, because also like the promise was fulfilled. I don't know. Sometimes I think when we think about God fulfilling His promises, we just like, well, we're just going to sit back and the Lord is going to fulfill His promises. But Simeon had to be like it says that he was like connected to the Holy Spirit and right. the Holy Spirit is what prompted Simeon to go to the temple that day. Right, right, right. If he had just been sitting around for Jesus to show up. Mm, nope. Like he had something, he had to be connected with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit mm-hmm. led him to be like in the place where his, the promise was going to be fulfilled. He wasn't just like a passive recipient. Right. Yeah. Does I mean, I think, sense? Yeah, yeah, I think we are an active participant yeah. in not only our relationship with the Lord, but in waiting in, on the Lord, um, you know, and trusting that his promise will be fulfilled. And here's the thing. It's, it's really easy to believe someone's promise and to trust them when you actually know them and spend time Mm -hmm. with them. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. You know? And so I think that that's a really key piece. It's, it's not, um, you know, sometimes we feel like the Lord gives us, you know, you gave me this promise, but how much of that are we spending just waiting for the end result and not actually Mm -hmm. in present Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in his presence with him again daily and i know Mm -hmm. like we talked about you talked about last week caleb like the light right in front of you that i think there's a huge piece of just the day-to-day relationship that then leads to the big grand you know thing at the end that the lord has and sometimes it's not at the end it's all the way along Mm -hmm. you know but um yeah i think you're right a lot of times we're like god's promise and so all right, well, I'll just sit here. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Uh, he promised. Wait on that. Sounds good. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah so. absolutely. Well, and when, I mean, we look at this story, it's basically, I mean, this guy had been waiting his whole life yeah. for right. this. This whole wasn't life. just like, and when I think about the things that I've had to wait for the Lord on in my 37 years of living, oh, you know, like, God, it's just 37. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Let's go with that. Anyway, sure. it's, it's definitely at the point where I've already forgetting mm-hmm. from year to year because mm-hmm. it changes too often at this point. It does. Um, but I'm like, okay. Some of the things I've waited on have been like a year. Right. Or like even like five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, how I'm dare like, you make oh, me wait this that is long. for, you know, and yeah. I'm, I mean, this is, the Bible says like he was an old man and it doesn't like come out and say it in scripture, but according to history, tradition, like he was really old. Like this guy mm-hmm. was super, super old, probably shouldn't have even been alive old. Mm-hmm. And he had been waiting for all of those years for this. And he was still, I mean, when I read the story, I'm like, no, he was faithfully trusting that this promise was going to be fulfilled. And I don't know how, I mean, right. that's just pretty impressive. But part of it had to be because he was so close to the Lord and it had the kind of relationship with the Lord that he just so fully trusted. And I'm like, 
man, I want to get there. Right. <laughs> like, I want to get right. there myself. Like, I mean, he waited decades yeah. to see, like, like he knew God spoke something to him, and then right. he waited decades. How many how many times do you think in those decades he went, well, maybe God didn't say that? Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know yeah. about you, but, like, for me, like, I, after I wait, like, 15 minutes after praying, I'm like, yeah. God, why didn't you do that yet? Mm-hmm. Don't you love me? Right. You know? Yeah. Right. No, I mean, and I think, too, I f- and I could be wrong, but I feel like it was also expectant, like yeah. expectant for the promise and not mm-hmm. the thing of, so when are you going to? And I'm sure he had those moments. I'm not, you know, trying to deify him, but very much that it's, you know, uh, like he was energized by mm-hmm. this promise, like, yeah. ex- ex- you know, excited about it yeah. coming to pass. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think, and I can see that now, like with Liam, when I, the promises of the Lord's put on my heart, when I'm praying into those, mm-hmm. that there's such excitement and joy and that it helps me n- not, first off, it keeps me from worrying, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. we're not... Um, I'm not building relationships with fear and anxiety. I'm actually mm-hmm. building a relationship, if you will, with the promise, with the expectation, with the joy um, yeah. in that way. And so I can see that even though it's been a long life that, I don't know, I just feel like he was very like, wow, I get to be a part of that. And I feel that way with my son, like, wow, I get to be a part of what the Lord's going to do mm-hmm. in his life, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? Cool. So I can't imagine how much more of it was like the Messiah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I felt like I, I should whisper that. that. I don't know. <laughs> it's very- yeah. A lot of it's grace very dramatic today, presentation. I guess. It was very dramatic. <laughs> I mean, it feels on brand for me right and now. I don't like. I don't want to sidetrack from this specific story, but I also think there's this element of waiting for the Lord when we actually don't know specifically what the promise is on the mm-hmm, other mm-hmm, side of mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, for Simeon, he's like he's certain. God said, I'm going to see the Messiah before mm-hmm. I die. Like mm-hmm. that is a promise that I'm holding onto and trusting that the Lord's going to fulfill. How many other things though in our lives are we praying for that we actually maybe don't know that we've received a specific promise? I think through different things, yeah. even in my own life, like when I was waiting and praying for a husband, when we were waiting and praying for a child, I'm like, I didn't specifically felt like I had heard from the Lord that this was a promise that I was going to have in the way that I envisioned it. But I'm waiting and praying. Right. And and so, you know, that's like a different type of waiting. There's the time when you have a specific promise in front of you that you believe mm-hmm. that the Lord has promised you, but then there's the other times of waiting in life when you don't know what the end result right. is. And you don't know if that very thing that you're asking God for is going to come to pass. So I don't know. Yeah. For me, thinking about those circumstances and just having to say, but what has the Lord promised mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's even just going straight to scripture right. to say the Lord has promised that he's never going to leave me. He's never going to forsake yep. me. And if the right. worst thing happens and I don't get married in in my mind at the time, that was like, right. this right. is the yeah. worst thing. The worst thing happens. And we, I mean, listen, don't take that so in a weird sorry. way. No, that's another the, podcast. <laughs> I love being married. I love my husband. Uh But I also like at the time when we were wanting to have a kid, like the worst possible thing would be that we weren't going to have a kid, you know? And so I feel like even hanging onto the promises of God in his goodness and his faithfulness to me as his daughter and his presence in my life, those are promises I can hold on Mm -hmm. in the midst of waiting on things that I don't know for sure if they're Mm going to ever actually come to happen. Right. Well, I think, I mean, you can still take from Simeon's life to do that. I mean, he kept showing up at the temple and he kept praying and he kept getting into the presence of God and letting, letting that be his guide throughout the, the years of waiting. Yeah. Oh, and I wonder too, and again, I mean, this is just me, but I don't feel like he was like putting his entire life on hold, Mm -hmm. waiting for this. Like he was living his life with the Lord in relationship, you know, existing with other people in relationship with other people. 
but this was just an, you know an overarching blessing right. that that he got to, you know that was special between him and the Lord and and um I don't know and even just how he was like when it happened mm-hmm. right his mm-hmm. response mm-hmm. right yeah I mean his response when when he you know finds you know that the, the promise has been fulfilled is really amazing like you know and that's a challenge in itself like we talked about you know um, nearness to God is a challenge and you know willingness to wait on the God, on God but when that promise actually comes that you mm-hmm. I mean Simeon didn't just let it pass by he didn't just go okay cool like he spent time praising God and holding Jesus in his arms going this is amazing mm-hmm. this yeah. is what I've been waiting for this is what I've been praying for how exciting is this I think sometimes like we we don't do that like we just go oh finally it happened and we move on with our lives or to the next thing that we want God to do for us instead of just saying man God you're so good Mm -hmm. all the decades of waiting was worth it yeah and I mean with that being said too I think something that I've been challenged with over the last few years of my own life is if you don't pray specific prayers, then you never know when God actually answered anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so there's this piece of like, I, I don't know. I mean, I think me in my younger years would just kind of pray these like vague things out there because I didn't want to be disappointed. Right. Mm. <laughs> so I'm just like, Lord, I don't know, just right. vague stuff. And right. then I never was able to experience those moments of like, holy cow, the right. Lord answered this prayer specifically. Right. And I've just been challenged because it's it's truly a step of faith to pray something specific. Yeah. Because what you're saying is, God, I'm asking you for an actually very specific thing, and it's risky. It can Mm -hmm. feel risky because I know for me, I'm like, well, I don't want to be disappointed if you say no or if this doesn't happen, you know. But then the joy that comes on the other end of that of saying, whoa, I was extremely specific in this prayer and you answered it extremely Mm -hmm. specifically. Now I get to praise you and worship you because I am so aware of the fact that you are the one who answered Mm -hmm. this. But if I just prayed some random vague thing out there, how do I even know when it's like, oh, the Lord answered that prayer? Because it's like, it's very hard then to recognize his work. And it's just a, it's just a sad, I don't know. I just, to me, it's like, this is what makes following him like abundant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's like when you step into those places and you see him move, it's like, holy cow, God, you're so awesome, you know? Yeah. But you miss that whole thing if you just kind of stay vague in your prayers and vague in your requests. I think um, you miss opportunity to grow and mature with him, too. I think, you know, you have people who are, are hesitant to trust him or you mm-hmm. have people who go, no, I really trust the Lord, but I don't trust me. Mm-hmm. Like, how is it not me pushing this? Mm-hmm. Well, guess yeah. what? The Lord's fine if it's right. you pushing it. Right. And if you're being honest with that and taking the, that to him, you know, there are specific prayers that I have prayed, you know, that as I did that with the Lord with like, I mean, wanting it so badly, but mm-hmm. the Lord worked on my heart and intervened mm-hmm. and those shifted and grew and matured. Right. You know, and so I'm not sorry that I did that because right. that's where I was at the moment, you know, but he met me there and, and then you could see the big picture if things were different or if mm-hmm. they changed, you know, and, 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 you know, they weren't overly devastating things, but it sure felt right. like that at the time. Yeah. So yeah. I think it, it gives an opportunity for you just to be honest about what's on right. your heart and trusting the Lord is okay with that. Right. You know, right. he doesn't expect us to be purely holy in all of our requests right. and only then when you meet that standard, right? In fact, it's yeah. pretty right. specific. Which is I think, not I mean, doing when that. you can trust God yeah. with a no, yeah. then you can, I yeah. mean, you can really say you trust the Lord. So right. True. Like if God's going to say no, if you're going to say some, you know, put something out there, like, God, I, I would love it if you made this happen. Mm-hmm. And he says no, then, then you've got to trust him with why he says no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And trust that 
there is actually something greater ahead and there's yeah. a reason for the no. It's yeah. not just like, mm, I'm just yeah. going to say no to my, right. you know, I mean, I, I, I love scripture talking about just like if we, if we know how to give good gifts to our kids, yeah. how much more is our perfect heavenly father, yeah. you know? So he's not out there saying no for no reason or right. just to be like mean or like a, on a power trip, you right. know, it's like, no, because I have something better. Right. Has, and, and that requires so much trust yeah. of like, I am trusting that you are so, so good right. that this no was for good, you right. know? Right. So, but that, I just, I think that goes back to that whole idea of like, nearness to God is important. It's not just praying. Mm-hmm. It's not just believing that he's going to keep his promises, but in mm-hmm. that whole process, like being very near to him so he can do yeah. what you've described of that growing and that stretching and that even shifting your perspective. That doesn't happen unless you're walking closely with right. him, you know, right. so they go hand in hand, these right. things. Yeah. Yeah. So out of all of that, I do want to just kind of wrap up the key points from Simeon, mm-hmm. you know, cause we've talked about a few things and you know, if you didn't, have your pen and pad out to, to take notes of our podcast, which I'm sure all of you do Everyone takes all the time. Really, just out. taking notes, writing down that wisdom. Um, no, all joking aside, I mean, here's kind of some really, I think, really great takeaways. One, get into the presence of God and learn His character, which I will preach on here yeah. until you yeah. guys don't have me yeah. on here anymore. It's probably the most important one. I would say so. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, number two is learn to patiently wait on the Lord. Right. And patience is not white knuckling your anger and pushing right. it down. Right. Right. <laughs> okay. You know, patience is being honest about where you're at, finding joy in the moments that things don't seem to yeah. be getting answered. You know, that's mm-hmm. that whole thing. Patience is not, well, good. As long as you're only going to explode on the inside, yep. <laughs> you're fine. And you know what I mean? Okay. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And then number three, you know, pause to praise God when he answers the prayer or comes through on the promise. Mm-hmm. Make yeah. sure that you take the time to celebrate, to enjoy it in that moment because yeah. it is a an answered prayer is a miracle yeah. yeah and let's you know let's enjoy it spend some time in it sit in it yeah. a minute before we go on and go okay great check yeah now what you yeah. know and so um Absolutely. yeah so those were kind of the takeaways Good. thank you for that summary awesome. yeah Brooke. you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> so i think those actually provide a great just practical takeaway yeah um which you know we always want to end our shows with uh-huh. We got the word practical in there. Yeah, yep. yes. yeah we did. Yes. Every time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a game, guys. It's actually not at all, but it happens every time. Every time. Um, so I think those are great for, you know, just what to take from this is, and I think the first one you said is perfect. Like, never stop growing in your understanding of who he is and his character, because as you grow in that, so does your trust. And as your trust grows, then your patient grows. It just kind of all feeds itself. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, guys. Caleb, this was your first full series to do with us. It was so much fun. It was so fun. Not only did you participate in the podcast, you pretty (laughs) much put all this content together. So if you liked this series, you can thank Caleb. If you didn't, we blame him. If you didn't, don't. Don't, don't reach out. Don't let yeah. us know. Uh, don't let us know. No, this was <laughs> this was really great. I mean, I truly personally was very, um, I just know it was enlightening to me just to look at these different aspects of mm. um, of the story of the Christmas yeah. story. Well, yeah. just doing Sorry. something different yes. is always nice. Yeah. Yes, Way to not sure. be cliche. Hey, you yeah. I like that. Well, I was I told that. pretty specifically, hey, we don't want to like just read the Christmas story. Yeah. So find, find some like deep truths. I was like, okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's Pastor oh, Holgerson. So. There you go. <laughs> yep. Well, because last year my theory was to read 
the Cajun Night Before Christmas on That's the podcast. Right. That's right. Yeah. We're still holding on to that for the future. So listen yeah. in on December of 2020, guys. Maybe it'll happen. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get Everybody a bunch wants of that. No, I don't yep. know that they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? I actually love where we just ended this specific um, series and this topic that we covered today because I'm thinking through what we're about to jump into in January, and it's like the perfect... I think it's the perfect thing to lead into. So um, I'm not going to tell Oh, I was you. like, oh, what is it? Because I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. really good, guys. I'm really, I, I truly am excited about where we're going to start off the year. Um, and so Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Yes. Holy cow. Fireworks. 2020 marks my 20th uh, high school reunion coming. How did wow. this happen? Oh, yeah, me too. Um, it's, it's painful. I won't be going, though. No, me neither. Okay. Don't do it, everyone. It's a bad decision. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you Sorry. were cool in high school, in which case, good yeah. for you. <laughs> well, that's how we're closing 2019, everyone. <laughs> oh, my word. So fitting. All right. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you have a great last few days of 2019, a great new year, and we hope to see you in January when we kick off a new series. That's going to be awesome. That's right. Love you guys. Bye. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.